0: Hello, Nevadans. This is the NV Politics Podcast where we discuss local political hot topics in the state of Nevada to keep you informed on what's going on. We're your hosts. I'm Dominique Labonte.
1: And I'm Tim Anifan.
0: And we are recording this episode of NV Politics on March 16th, 2023. So let's get into it. All right. Hello, Tim.
1: Hello. Hello, hello. It's are- been an Interesting week in politics, both lively and quiet when it comes to Nevada, I would say.
0: Mm, Yes, I think that's a great way of putting it, and I'm really looking forward to our topics today. We are going to kind of stretch out that discussion around housing that we initiated last week, um, how companies like Tesla and other larger corporations play into the housing issues that our states have. And I know you have some discussion around water. I'm looking forward to that. And then we're going to talk about what broke our brains.
1: Yeah, there should be some fun discussion there, I hope. (laughs)
0: Because
1: mine's uh, (laughs) thought-provoking, and I I hate that it did break my brain, but (laughs) it's the, the family ties that makes it difficult
0: for me. Ooh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Sounds like there's some hot oh, yeah. goss. <laughs> ah,
1: not too much, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to jump into the topic around housing. And again, this is kind of a follow-up to our discussion from last week regarding the homeless and affordable housing. This actually came from the Nevada Independent. They posted an article on March 7th stating that uh, legislators were discussing SB 68, which is a bill sponsored by the Clark County Regional Behavioral Health Policy Board. And this would raise real property transfer taxes statewide by 20 cents per every $500 of value. And so, these funds would ultimately go to more affordable housing or what they're also referring to as supportive housing. And so this allows that no more than one-third of the tenant's income be wrapped up in housing. So they also include wraparound services. And so these are essentially services for Substance use, recovery, mental health support, flexible employment opportunities, uh, and also uh, an opportunity for transition out of homelessness. Um, or to assist with permanent supportive housing. So we talked a bit about some Nevada housing statistics last week. And as I mentioned, I had pulled those from a website where the data was from 2019. So I do have a little bit more updated data. And This comes from the Nevada State Apartment Associations, where they shared that rent has risen 15.3% in Northern Nevada and 26.2% in Southern Nevada since 2020. Uh, And so that affordability as I speculated, has only become more of a challenge. So the lobbyist for the Nevada chapter of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, who is Sarah Adler, She said that though supportive housing is usually focused on providing stable housing for the unhoused population, it's also used for people with disabilities who wish to live independently. Something that came up is that there's a lot of people still living with their parents because of this affordability issue with housing.
1: There was the congressman. US congressman who was talking about having to couch surf for his first couple months of being in US Congress because. Mm-hmm. Is this he the one from Florida? Uh, I don't. I know his face. I don't know where he where represents. <laughs> he wasn't a Nevada one. So it's okay. like, yeah, he's somewhere. But <laughs> he was young mm-hmm. and he was living on people's couches because he couldn't. He didn't have enough credit to actually get a lease. Yes. And he couldn't. I, like, no I
0: believe it's the one from yeah, Florida. Yeah, it's
1: probably the same one. It's like, I, yeah, there's. There's a legitimate problem that we are facing. The rent's too
0: damn high.
1: <laughs> the rent's too high. I'm not, not going to quote my source here because this is a political podcast and my source are some tech bros on YouTube. <laughs> but they consistently point out on the fact that property in our modern world is viewed as a investment mm. and it's viewed as a real-time commodity And it is not viewed as an actual necessity in something that, you know, is it's not as much of an investment as it was for our parents or our grandparents Mm -hmm. as it is for our generation and the current generation, because it's. So crazy. That's my aside. Continue on because I've got some other fun things on taxes.
0: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, so this SB 68, like I said, it would raise taxes. uh, And in order to make this a reality to pass, it would require two-thirds supermajority of legislators. And the proposed tax increase received pushback from the Realtors Association, which we mentioned in um, our episode on the funding uh, that went into this last campaign. They're a really large contributor, so that's something to keep in mind. Uh, And also, it's likely to receive pushback from Governor Lombardo since he has already expressed resistance to potentially any tax increases (laughs) that try to come up. There's also a a fiscal note that was provided by Nevada Housing Division that the 20 cent tax increase would result in an estimated $14.3 million in new tax revenue in the 2023 to 24 fiscal year and $19 million in the next fiscal year. So these funds could potentially create around 1,300 units of supportive housing in Vegas and 500 um, units of supported housing throughout the rest of the state. So this means that there could be housing for about 25% of the people experiencing homelessness who were counted in a 2022 point-in-time census. So that's a bit about SB 68, what it entails. Sounds like there's an uphill battle in you know, its potential passage, but it does try to create an avenue to bring some solution to this housing affordability issue that we keep coming back to.
1: So when I first heard the bill, my initial response or reaction is, oh, this is trying to address the large problems that we have with casinos in our state. I'll explain more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then I read the article that you talk about, and it specifically points out the loophole. Yep. And I, I'm just doing a quick cursory read of the bill, and I am i am a speed reader, but I'm not that much of a speed reader. But I can't, using the great powers of Control-F, I don't <laughs> find anything that references limited liability companies
0: or possible yes. closing of, like... Yes, um, it does not... I, it sounds like there would still be the loophole for the casinos to not have to pay this and, tax. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's a lot of revenue not captured.
1: Yeah, and this this is the overarching theme I'm feeling of a lot of things that we'll probably be talking about and just in general happening in politics this week, but a lot of people are trying to solve problems without addressing the problem. <laughs> because if we if we try and institute this tax which yes it might not be a bad thing overall but we're trying to solve the fact that limited liability companies are being used by our large large casinos to transfer property with no taxes no not even paying the small tax rate that does exist because it's not that there isn't a transfer tax rate we're just trying to raise the transfer tax rate They're already skirting it with these limited liability companies. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't do anything to actually address that. So this is just capturing revenue from, say, I don't know, my parents. From the people who
0: already need the money.
1: (laughs) Here's my example. (laughs) Say my parents want to transfer their house to me. Mm -hmm. There's a tax that now has to get paid. Yeah. Yes. I don't don't own a house. Mm -hmm. I could be one of, I'm not, thankfully, but I could be one of those kids who's living at home with my parents. Yeah. But if they wanted to give me that house, now we have to pay an additional tax, and we have to pay more yep. because we're trying to solve that problem. Like I, I yeah. would be I would be one hundred percent for this bill if it also solved the loop, the LLC loophole.
0: Yeah, the burden I, is falling on yeah. You know, I, I don't yeah middle class um, yes, and it's yeah it's it, kind it's of it's not silly. bad.
1: It's not bad but I, I think the burden's going to the wrong place and we're trying to solve the wrong problem.
0: Well, I think this is a perfect segue, Tim, <laughs> into uh, a post that was recently uh, shared by Reuters on March 2nd about Tesla. They're expanding their Gigafactory that's in Northern Nevada, and talk about large companies and getting tax breaks. They're going to be receiving more than $330 million in tax breaks or tax abatements as they move to expand this. Their investment here into the state will be about 3.6 billion is what's estimated. And Nevada Governor's Office of Economic Development Board, they said on Thursday that Tesla is required to create 3000 jobs at an average hourly wage of $33.49 an hour. So, that is an example of not just a casino, right, but another really large company or corporation who's going to be using resources from our state, they get a nice little break.
1: So my first, before I even get into like some of my big problems with this. uh, (laughs) I haven't even talked
0: about the problems yet, but yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah,
1: and I'm I'm already got some things that I want to talk about here. (laughs) So I just want to point out first, before we get into this discussion, that the last time Mm -hmm. that money was given to Tesla and the last time that Tesla invested in our state, I, I'm, I don't have the exact date, but it was 2014 or 2015.
0: Yes. I think it was 2014.
1: Under a Republican governor.
0: Yep. And
1: we now have another Republican governor. It's there was true. four years where they were supposed to be investing and putting money into our state where they did nothing. Just want to point that out. The other thing that actually <laughs> irks me about what you just said, though, average pay, or like they have to be making an average amount. Yeah. So as long as their execs are making a huge amount and then they're paying minimum wage to their workers, they'll hit that average. Just saying. saying. Yeah, and uh,
0: Nevada's minimum wage is, it's pretty ridiculous, everybody. Um, I'm not even going to jump into that.
1: We just got voted up to 12. So that was one of the ballot questions in the last... Cycle was getting it up to 11 or 12 and that did pass. So that's now in our constitution. The key, a little aside on that, but the key importance of getting it up to 11 in the constitution is it now cannot go below 11 by any Mm. law deregulation or anything. It should still be higher, but Mm -hmm. we got it at least constitutionally raised a little bit.
0: Look, I'll celebrate that, but also knowing that in the last episode we established that on average in the state of Nevada to afford housing you need to be making at least eighteen eighty eight an hour. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so it, still it, 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 not uh, a livable wage, right? Yeah. Just, uh, but yes, we digress. We digress. Yeah. There is the Transition Workforce Development Working Committee. Wow, that is a, a long committee title. But it's chaired by Anne Silver, who's the CEO of the Reno Sparks Chamber of Commerce. Uh, who was appointed by Lombardo, to your point, our Republican governor. This committee shares the sentiment that we are talking about right now, which is that large companies such as Tesla seeking tax breaks and other public incentives to set up shop in Nevada should themselves provide employee incentives such as affordable housing and accessible child care.
1: I disagree disagree with that that wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's a good idea. (laughs) I do not, I do not believe that the company should be in charge of providing housing and healthcare. Uh Uh-uh, that's getting off. Okay, well, I want
0: to hear that perspective. Ann Silver said that affordable, accessible childcare is one of the major obstacles that keeps many people from the workplace. When it doesn't pencil out pay for childcare, you're going to stay home and take care of your children. The reality is, and maybe this is part of your thinking here, Tim, is that those of the free market mindset, they like to idealize that this issue will resolve itself uh, and companies will ultimately offer incentives to support when they realize that they won't be able to retain good talent. So supposedly that's a thinking behind the potential pushback to this. Um, But there is some data here. According to the Nevada Current, the average cost of infant care in Nevada is $951 a month. That is 8.7% less than the average rent, according to the Economic Policy Institute. So care for a four-year-old is on average $754 a month in Nevada. Infant care for one child amounts to 20% of median family income in Nevada. And by federal standards, care is affordable if it costs no more than 7% of household income. And so by that breakdown, only 6.8% of Nevada families can actually afford infant care. Silver questioned when the state was supposedly bartering with Elon Musk Why wasn't it posed to him? We'll give you X, you know, let's say tax, abatement, whatever. If you build on-site childcare for 6,000 employees, or will you build X number of affordable, easily accessible housing units, or the other, or both would be in the request to any corporation moving to Nevada, and there are plenty.
1: There was a reason why the company Blockchain LLC doesn't really exist in the state of Nevada anymore. And that's because uh, about two years ago, they tried to do something very similar where they came in and under the Democratic governor, they said, hey, we're going to pretty much like we want to start this huge investment project in your state. We want to build all these services. We want to house the services. And everyone called it what it was except the company. It was a company town. Mm. It, okay. And that's that's exactly mm. what it what they were proposing. They were proposing the town be run by the company. The town have the governing board, the company have ruling power over that board. They do sewage, they do police, they do education, they do housing, they have independent shops, they had their own currency. And this what? wasn't a new currency? idea. They had their own currency. This was also something that we saw during the great mining rush during our past, where Hmm. mining towns would pop up and they would be Mm -hmm. paying all of their miners in miner credits or like their mining federation credits that you could only use at the mining shop in that town. So you couldn't use the money that you were being paid for your work outside of the company town. You couldn't go elsewhere.
0: Okay. So that sounds... Pretty radical. Can we not build something into legislation to discourage that, you know, which to me sounds um, a little culty, the the way that's all wrapped up. It is. It is 100%. So... how can we create then legislation that would avoid that extreme of it, right. Of creating an entire company town, but still expect the large corporations who are receiving all of these incentives to still provide resources for the people within our state that they are benefiting off of. So I just think that's Um, something. uh, Can we work it out?
1: I don't have great answers, but just the ones that immediately come to my mind. The first one would be attractive to our very pro-business state that we have, which is where Mm -hmm. you provide incentives saying instead of Tesla building the houses or providing the houses, Tesla has to work with a third agent, and the third agent has to be the one providing, building you know, substating those. So maybe the childcare is done separately from the housing, Mm -hmm. but there has to be another agent involved so that, Oh, they have to work with local construction agencies, or they have to work with local developers Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. build the housing, get the childcare done. So make it to where even more
0: jobs here, right?
1: Exactly. So it's not where the company has to do it. The company has to work with local organizations and bring that plan forward to get approval. That's a great idea. One way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Another way, which I don't know why my mind went to this, but. I initially thought public-private partnerships. Have it to where we say, okay, you want to come in and work with this? Well, you have to provide us with the money to build the housing for the people. You have mm-hmm. to pay the government to build the housing and then the government will go and make the jobs. And then we'll do it. Less attractive for our pro business state. So I think the first sure. one would be a far better option. But mm-hmm. the instant I hear company provide housing, no, 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 no. Because mm-hmm. already Tesla being owned by Elon Musk, there are so many rep- reports of twitter employees now being told oh yeah just bring your sleeping bag into work like you're not going home mm-hmm. and the the work culture that that creates or the idea of like oh well i mean i paid for your house you better get to work like uh, it...
0: don't even get me started so, on elon
1: <laughs> and that's that's where i'm immediately of the who no, no 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 we we have to be careful about this we have to remember what the company Not only is taking from its workers, but providing for its workers, and make sure that that relationship stays balanced.
0: Yeah, the thing that was interesting about this, you know, I I saw a lot of different articles that referenced the the Tesla deal, but none could give any specific details on. the... That's because it's
1: all been closed. It's been behind closed doors.
0: It's it's interesting, and they said it was going to be made public. I think on. February 27th, there's still nothing. There's There's still nothing out there.
1: There's a reason why he waited for a Republican. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Um, Mm -hmm. There is a reason why Elon Musk waited for current administrative changes Uh to have the backroom deals because when our prior administration were having these deals with blockchain LLC, they were not backroom. They were more public and transparent and it caused a lot of problems for the deal. Makes sense. Saying that in a more...
0: It makes sense. (laughs) You know, I I thought it was kind of comical reading this, how strongly uh, this chairwoman spoke about this and questioned it, but it was already after the deal had been done. And I just think the reality is if we're not getting commitments like this, like like the one you described him I think it was a great idea from a company like Tesla how likely are our legislators going to gain these incentives from other large corporations right like sure there's going to be more jobs uh, and it's going to it's going to bring more bodies right you think of towns that we continue to create jobs and people move there for the jobs. Uh, that's only going to contribute to this shortage of affordable housing. And so at some point, some something's got to give here.
1: The, the key things that we've got going on in water, because there was another bill proposed by the Southern Nevada Water Authority called Assembly Bill 220 which the the big takeaway from the bill would be a large restriction on the amount of water for single-family dwellings. Now, this is very good. We know that the Colorado River, we keep hearing about it drying up left, right, and sideways. We've mm-hmm. seen the photos of Lake Mead getting lower on its rim. We all know that that's going Finding down. Finding
0: bodies, yeah.
1: Finding <laughs> bodies. But on the flip side, even just before we get into a lot of the topics... Southern Nevada, when you talk to anyone from Northern Nevada, Las Vegas is said to have some of the best water conservation in the country. Yes. Not in the state,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the country. Mm-hmm. They live in a desert. Just wanna, They've just had wanna, to
0: figure it out. Yeah, They've I had just, to figure I, it out.
1: I just want to point that out. It wasn't like Las Vegas is an oasis in the desert. They're <laughs> actually just nowhere in the desert where mobsters could go and legally build casinos. So they did. And That's then right. a city built around it. They're really good at conserving water. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: So the Southern, Southern Nevada Water Authority is proposing this bill even after not but a year ago proposing seven other large regulations and restrictions on Southern Nevada to try and curtail some of their water uses, some not all-inclusive being Restricting the the size of pools for residents, mm-hmm. ensuring that residents being or housing being built out for a certain time is transitioned to septic systems or away from septic onto. Oh, I was say what? <laughs> yeah, it's away from septic <laughs> mm-hmm. onto the groundwater system, so that all that water can be reclaimed and put back into Lake Mead. They're working with casinos to. That's make why sure you don't that,
0: swim in Lake Mead, everybody. Sewage. Just uh, kidding. Well, <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> as a chemist, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs>
0: As somebody born in Las Vegas, I I stand by my statement.
1: (laughs) I would swim in Lake Mead before I'm swimming in Lake Washoe. I will argue that, okay? Okay,
0: that's fair. That's a fair... Yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: here for that. Um, Because it's treated, it's been reclaimed, it's been repurposed, it's essentially like... The only difference from my understanding is we've made it potable from non-potable. So we, you know, (laughs) we put some chlorine and some other nice stuff in it to make sure it's okay.
0: I know someone who walked away with a bacterial infection after accidentally swallowing water from Lake Mead. But it's fine. It's fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that happens with Tahoe too. You're not supposed to drink the
0: lake water. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) I digress. I digress. Continue.
1: Don't drink the lake water. (laughs) Uh, so Yeah, that's the point. Don't drink yeah, like water. There's, they're working with casinos to make sure that any water that can be reclaimed from the casinos is being reclaimed to the best of its ability. And the only loss of waters on the strip are c- coming from the large outdoor water displays simply from evaporation. Mm-hmm. So they're working very hard to do that. They're working to capture storm waters. These are just some of the seven that I was reading in this Review Journal article from... From the South or Southern Nevada Water Authority, so I kind of I step back again with I think we're trying to solve the wrong problem. I don't think it's single residential use. It's the fact Mm-mm. that Nevada as a state needs to start working with Colorado, with Utah, with California, with Arizona, with the other states on the Colorado River, and talking through these issues and figuring out actual solutions and coming up with co-opted solutions that everyone can work towards because more heads and more states are going to be better than one.
0: Mm-hmm. Another
1: thing that we're hitting with in our state is that our records are antiquated.
0: Mm-hmm. All yes, of I did our see water
1: that. all of our water records come and this is coming from a a Nevada Independent article talking about how the state water records are all on paper. Mm-hmm. Now I had to dig through my photo library a little bit to make sure but I have a photo of my grandfather's electric bill, not his water bill. I could have probably found his water bill if I dug long enough in Churchill County's city hall or old city hall. Hmm. Like these records are just thrown into bomb shelters, into water shelters, and they're forgotten about. They're thrown there because it's safe, it's secure, it's generally protected from moisture. But at the same time, say you want to look up a water, like the actual water right, bill or permit or whatever it is, you have to go back to these paper records. None of them are digitized. Mm -hmm. That's going to require a lot of resources from our state because you have to look at the record. You have to figure out what's the safest way to digitize it so we can preserve the physical record and also get a digital digital preservation. That's going to take time. That's going to take resources. That's going to take people. But it's something that we need to be doing Mm -hmm. if we're trying to solve these problems and we have 21st century problems, we can't keep using 19th century solutions. Mm-hmm. Those are like three different decades. We have to start getting these modernized. We can't be looking at, you know, old paper records only.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I, something that I wanted to go back to that you had briefly touched on, Tim, around the continued efforts of water conservation for our state. In, you know, all jokes aside about Lake Mead, it not only um, is obviously a resource for us, but several surrounding states actually get their water from Lake Mead. Yep. And um, it's the Colorado river that's supposed to feed into it. And that's just so low that it's, it's not getting anything. And And so
1: it's, it's an effort of Colorado. It's an effort of Utah. It's an effort of Arizona. It's an effort of California. Like it's, it's not
0: just us. No, majority of our water usage is coming from outside of our state, but we, we are the resource. And so we do need to figure out something else there. I agree
1: we see so many different and i this i'm pretty sure exists both in the north and the south but if you want to do a new construction project
0: mm-hmm.
1: you have to you have to supply the water you can't even just come anymore and say oh yeah we bought the water rights from x rancher no 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 because they have to mm. buy the water rights for the properties that they're building mm. but for the process of building the properties they have to supply their own water because okay. the process of building takes water like it's not a waterless yeah, job yeah the
0: concrete and all yeah, that you, stuff yeah you yep. have
1: to do that And I'm pretty sure now they have to supply their own water for the building process. So they don't have to just bring rights for the houses that they're building. They have to bring either the rights or the water to build the properties. They can't just say, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to get it from where we're building. It's like, yes, this is where we're going to be supplying the water for the building process. This is where the completed structures will be getting their water from after. Like there are efforts being done by our state. But if it's only us. We're not going to solve the problem.
0: No, we're just continuing to short ourselves while everyone else is shorting us too. So, yeah, Yeah, we got to figure that out.
1: We got to work together.
0: Okay. What broke your brain, Tim?
1: So, what broke my brain, and this was something that I. I don't know why it broke my brain so much this time, because this isn't the first time I've been exposed to this, and it won't be the last time we read something about this. But I think it's both being in the mindset of this podcast and some of my prior family history, Or I'm like, okay, I've got a lot of problems with this in here state of Nevada, okay? <laughs> my great-great-grandfather was from Italy, and he emig- immigrated to this fine state to make alcohol. That's what mm. he did. He was, <gasps> he made mm. booze and he immigrated in like 1912, 19 in that region, you know, conveniently before prohibition. Okay. There are, there were stories of my great grandmother having to flush down vodka during <laughs> FBI raids because they were, the house was actively being raided and they weren't, were trying to get less of wow. a charge.
0: That's incredible.
1: Like I, I didn't get to hear the stories, but I, someone told me of these stories mm. So we didn't necessarily follow the law. And now conveniently, I can go to my fridge and get a beer if I want to. Mm-hmm. I can get alcohol. Mm-hmm. There has been a bill proposed to our state legislature, AB 293, which would more or less do, put heavy restrictions on the sale of tobacco products for our state. But within the bill, there is specifically a ban on anyone who has been, on selling the product to anyone who's been born after 2002. Really? Yes. And this isn't the first time that I've heard of these types of bans. They've come up in other states. This is the first, at least, that I've heard of it coming up in our state. And my own family stuff aside, I have a lot of problems on this just in the sense of, yes, we know tobacco is wrong for us. Yes, we know that it causes a lot of negative health benefits there are uh, numerous studies about its causes cancer secondhand smoke can be just as harming sure. to those who are exposed to it yes yes yes
0: but so does eating a lot of chocolate so <laughs> does eating a lot
1: of chocolate and who is to blame for tobacco being so bad for us now is it the ones smoking it or is it the ones making it
0: sure yeah
1: and to me the The outright ban on a product, especially when we've looked in our past and something as destructive and as poisonous and as bad as alcohol was banned. And then the ban was rescinded because we realized, yeah, we kind of went too far. Mm -hmm. This is a prohibition not. Like, this is a, a pseudo prohibition. And this is where, like, I... Because I get it, and I, I'm down for the restrictions on the selling of flavored products, and you know, making sure that we're not advertising to kids, and and all of that. But at the end of the day, why aren't we going after the the dang manufacturers? Why aren't we going after mm-hmm. the ones making the products instead of the ones buying the products? Because at the end of the day, I. I hate to say it, but it is the free choice of the person to buy the product and use the yes. product. And we've seen time and time again that you get more effects from decriminalization and education than you do from criminalization. And You're breaking goes,
0: my brain, Tim. That's I have why so my, many thoughts going through why, my head right now. That's
1: why my brain was broken too. Is because <laughs> I, like, I'm for I'm for these restrictions, but at the same time, it's like okay, we. There's other substances in Europe that we can talk about that have been decriminalized, and we've seen a net positive effect from these decriminalizations. And yet now we're yeah. saying, nope, we're just going to, you can't sell it well, to anyone born after this date in 2022. We don't even need to talk about Europe. In I mean,
0: here we are legalizing the. Recreational use of marijuana, right? I mean, if you're smoking flour, that's not good for your lungs, yeah. right? I mean, you're still burning the inside somehow. So th- that's the reality. We're yeah. still saying you can it's drink like, alcohol. We know that hurts your liver, right? There's plenty of that, but but you can't. We still have it. the choice, and yeah. oh man, talk about choice. Yeah, now my brain's going to abortion, to and we just after
1: 2022, <laughs> like.
0: Yikes! Or, or not 2022,
1: 2002. 2002. So if their birthday was on this date, anyone born after that date, you just can't sell it to them. And that—that's wild. Me, and it's essentially the the group of individuals that, if this were to be passed, would be turning 21. So it's mm. it would be targeting more or less those who are 19 or 20 currently. Mm. So it'd be those who, in theory, never got to purchase it to begin with, but their grandpa's walking around, you know, sm- like, I, I'm not going to say everyone's grandpa's smoking. That's a bad generalization. But their grandpa could be walking around smoking. Their parent could be walking around smoking. Their older brother, their older sibling could be walking around smoking. And yet we're saying, nope, you can't even I
0: mean, They, think they about could be it. walking around smoking, right, if I'm honest. So, like, you know, I had my wild days when I was yeah. younger. I think I smoked my first cigarette when I was 14, You know, I don't smoke anymore, but uh, that's the reality, you know? I mean, people have access to this stuff. So very interesting, Tim. I was not expecting that as your topic, and it definitely broke my brain.
1: That was the more minor of my two. The other one just... (laughs) mm, Yeah.
0: You don't have your words together yet for that one?
1: No, I do. I'm just... It's going to end in yelling, so that's why I'm not going to get into
0: it. (laughs) Okay. I'm
1: like, yeah, I'm, I'm... I'm physically angry. With the other one.
0: <laughs> hey, I get that. My, my broke my brain, and I'm gonna have a promise after this um, particular episode of broke my brain, and that promise is that at least for next week, I'm not gonna talk about either Ron DeSantis or the state of Florida. <laughs> but my topic, again, uh, it it came from. It's a result of the Silicon Valley bank um, fallout that obviously yep. just happened. And, you know, everybody's been talking about it. I've been listening to it, and uh, it's been really interesting. It's that woke
1: culture, man. They, they yeah. tore it down.
0: Oh, dude. Okay, so there is a clip, and I'm going to try to find it. And if I find it, I'm going to throw it right here so you can hear it yourself. And the clip is of Governor Ron DeSantis, my anti-favorite governor of Florida. <laughs> he said... That the reason SVP failed was because they focused too much on diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives.
1: It appears to me, I mean, this bank, they're so concerned with DEI and politics and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I think that really diverted from them focusing on their core mission. That's, that woke
0: culture. That woke culture. The <laughs> The executives were far too focused... On diversity inclusion, and they let their bank fall apart. Ouch. So, f- real quick, I I had to see this executive team. Okay, so I went to the SVB website. That whole executive team is white. <laughs> okay, every single person on that team. Uh, so. I'm not sure how focused they truly were on diversity, but um, it didn't seem to work, whatever they were doing.
1: I I caught this story, referencing back to, again, my YouTube tech bros, I caught this story live (laughs) as it was breaking and like as things were going. And got the tech per side of it. And that's where they're pulling this argument from. Because SVB is traditionally the bank that you go to if you're starting a new tech mm-hmm. company, yep. if you're starting a dot Startup. com, if you're starting a what they call a venture capital business. Mm-hmm. If you've got venture capital money, the saying was you go to SVB. Yes. Yes who are venture capitalists other than sometimes the woke people from Twitter that just got laid off and blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, and are really smart and really technical. And they're like, yeah, well, we're going to start our own business. And like it, it's those types of people. I'm not saying that all of them are that type. And I'm not saying that that is actually what's happening, but that's at least where they're trying to pull that argument from. And all I want to say is it's not like it wasn't the Republicans who voted to defund the banks mm-hmm. or deregulate the banks, that's not right. but I think it was four or five years ago, I think Mm -hmm. DeSantis was in that Congress. (coughs) Yep. Just saying. (laughs) You're not wrong. I'd I'd have to actually look that up to confirm that, but I'm pretty sure.
0: So, that broke my brain, okay? And so, I'm going to just finish with my rant, and I promise next week I will not talk about Florida or DeSantis, okay? (laughs) This man... Is likely going to run for president. Okay, and no, he, these, he is. oh no, no he he's hasn't he's announced. Not, yeah, he's not. He yet, hasn't announced yeah, yet. Yep, but sorry, it's happening, sorry. right? He's he's building it up. If these are his deductive reasoning skills, I have concerns. Okay, according to the Las Vegas Review Journal, uh, Desantis was here in Nevada just yep. a couple of days ago. Uh, I, I'm glad I found out after the fact. He, he was, was in all, Vegas. It's, yeah, he was on his book to tour. Politics. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He was on his book tour. His book is about freedom. Okay. And anti woke. (laughs) Yeah. But according to the Las Vegas Review Journal, a federal judge just had to block an anti riot law that DeSantis signed due to infringing on the First Amendment rights of free speech and assembly. Okay. So again, I know I talk a lot about this man, but it's for a reason. He is dangerous. Okay, we need to be aware. This I legitimately want to like create a Desantis anti-Desantis campaign, if you will, uh, because the reality is the conservatives they really like him. Okay, but banning books banning diversity and inclusion efforts, banning education about racism, trying to eliminate the democratic opposition, banning the right to assemble in free speech should be very concerning. These are not American values, and he's openly doing it. He is flaunting it, literally on his book tours. And so we need to be careful. This is why it seems like I'm obsessed with it, But I am concerned and I do not want this man to be present.
1: All I'm going to say, because I say this every time, and I wish I was a little bit in practice and I knew this was going to come up because then I would have practiced before this and done the actual voice. But there's one person who's been really quiet on DeSantis and I'm just waiting for them to speak up. Who? How does the mouse feel about it? He's attacked Walt Disney and Disney has stayed substantially quiet on his whole thing and I'm just waiting for them to pipe up because I don't think that they like him. I am pretty, I'm just guessing. Of course not.
0: He just took over their board.
1: (laughs) He took over their board, but he took over their entire like kind of district. And I've said this many times. Talk about a company town, right?
0: That's what he took over.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I keep singing this song, but Disney is the author of American patent law. And like, that's not being said lightly. They are the author of modern patent law and trademark law. They, their company, like they have written it through lobbying Mm -hmm. and through like political power. They, they can get what they want.
0: Well, I hope so. And I hope they don't want DeSantis.
1: That's kind of what I'm hoping to. And that's where it's (laughs) like, they have been surprisingly quiet. So let's hope they, that that mouse speaks up soon.
0: Yeah, hopefully it's after he announces his run for president And and, th- and then let the mouse speak Yes uh, On that note
1: Come back next week where we'll keep talking about politics We won't be talking about Florida or DeSantis That's right. I promise And we promise to be maybe talking about education Definitely talking about other topics And we're going to break some brains Because we seem to be successfully doing that every single week So. That's true. I'm Tim Hannafin
0: And I'm Dominique We'll see you next week See you next week Hey, just one more thing while we have you here. If you enjoyed this episode of Envy Politics or any other episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate, like, or share so others get more exposure to what's happening in our state. Thanks.